Today, we revisit a conversation about the Jones brothers, three African-American men who came to Chicago from Mississippi during the Great Migration. From humble beginnings in Evanston, the Jones brothers would create one of the most successful gambling syndicates in the country. So why aren't they better known? WBEZ contributor and urban historian Sherman Dilla Thomas spoke with our Lisa Labas about Chicago's other outfit. So I want to go way, way back. Who were the Jones brothers? How did they get their start? Uh, excellent question. Uh, the Jones brothers were uh, a group of African-Americans, right? A group of brothers. Uh, I'll call them entrepreneurs. Uh, they were from Mississippi, landed in Evanston, owned a taxi cab company for a bit. And then from there, they would become, like you said, uh, a group of people who were in charge of number running, which in Chicago we call policy. All right, and this was where on the where on the south side of Chicago? Well, so uh, you'd have to like be paying attention to black demographics, right? But anything before 1950, most blacks were in what we call Bronzeville or the Black Belt. So yeah, on the south side. All right, all right, and and the brothers were Ed and George, and who's the third one? I forget his name. A uh, brother by the name of Mackenzie. Everybody called him Mac because he was super cool. The elder brother, Ed, spent some time at Howard University. Uh, we know that their father was a Baptist preacher who uh, possibly was escaping some of the Jim Crow and some of the lynchings in Vicksburg, Mississippi. And we know that they land on the South Side. Let's get to a, a little bit about policy. It's a, it's a nickel game. How, how did it work? Understand it is basically was the lottery, but before the lottery right now, you would pick the last three numbers of the six o'clock train coming in. Right. You would bet five cent on those three numbers, five cent, 10 cents. Uh, eventually, the policymakers created their own like lottery re- wheels and they would spin the wheels and that's how they would pick the numbers. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was big business. Right. Because you could turn that five cents into two hundred dollars, which back in the 1930s, 1940s would cover a whole month's worth of bills, you know, groceries, rents and everything. OK, so the Jones brothers, they, they ran all this. And what did they do with that money? One of the main things they did with all that money was they were um, one of the only African-American business owners to own a department store. Right. They had a department store on 47th and Wabash called the Fr- Benjamin Franklin store. Like a five and like dime. A fi- yeah, definitely a five and dime. Right. And they employed up to three thousand people in the community through various ways. Right. People were stock boys or uh, cashiers, but also the people who serviced the business. What was that? Was the Ben Franklin store the biggest employer in the in the Bronzeville community? Uh, it's not only the biggest uh, employer in the Bronzeville community that was independent of uh, any outside entity. All right. OK, so so the Jones brothers are here. They are opening the store, running policy, making money hand over fist. I mean, they're, they're like they're celebrities. They're like the Oprah of their day. Right. Oh, they, they definitely were the rock stars before the rock stars. That's for sure. Their travels were recorded in the Chicago Defender. So when they landed in Paris, they were greeted by people like uh, Josephine Baker. When they traveled to New York, people like Harlem Renaissance poet Claude McKay would greet them. Uh, they had homes all over the country, uh, most notably in Mexico. All of their movements were kind of announced, right, the way that people like TMZ follow people to the airport, right. you know. Well, were they just like super charming guys or just super smart or a little bit of both? I mean, what was the secret uh, to, to their success? Uh, definitely a little bit of both, right? They were certainly very smart to have uh, had a criminal, a so-called criminal enterprise uh, last for multiple decades. But the almighty dollar uh, helped them. Uh, sustain their wealth. 
Uh, they paid the conglomerate that they were a part of. Everybody kicked in about two hundred and fifty dollars a week, and they they paid bribes to precinct captains, to aldermen, to police captains, uh, to avoid raids. Or if raids were to occur, they knew they were coming, so nothing was found. Um, so they played the the same politics that all other uh, Chicago up and coming games do. They they bribe people. Sherman Dilla Thomas is an urban historian, and you can find him on TikTok at Six Figure Dilla, and he'll be sharing some lesser-known Chicago history with me on the regular. Thanks a lot, Sherman. Hey, thanks, Lisa.